QR forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, and we are friends. That's why we're all here together this morning to have a radio show and chit-chat a little bit and see what's going on in the world, try and bring you a little bit of the news that you might not get from the mainstream. So, Ken, we had a big uh, to-do here at the Homeowners Association. Uh Uh-oh. Our current president keeps turning the hot tub down from 104 to 98, and her... course you know you might as well just uh, go get a cup of warm tea and and sit down and have that but at any rate she uh she thinks that because there are little kids and grandkids that want to go in the hot tub that it's it's dangerous that they're they're subject they're subject to heat injuries and all that well dr bill liking to do research as he does did his research i can't find one incident of heat related uh, injuries from hot tubs in kids under 14 years of age. That doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, but it's certainly not reported in any of the literature. But you know what is. What's that? Drowning. That's the problem. So, and you know, you're not supposed to have kids in the hot tub anyway. Back in the day when they first came out with these things, they they didn't have that uh, safety cap on the the, uh, return you know, the suction, mm-hmm, sure. this lighter. And so the kids would get sucked down and held down on that, the little kids, the little two- and three-year-olds, and they would drown. I remember those stories. That was a problem yeah. for a while there, yeah. Well, we still have a problem, though. From 2005 to 2014, there were an average of 3,536. This is from the CDC. Uh, fatal unintentional drownings, non-boating drownings. There were an additional 332 boating drownings that were reported annually. And uh, are totally, and then annually that, or daily, that's about 10 deaths a day from drowning. And about one in five of these are kids 14 years of age or younger. And for every child who dies from drowning, another five have to go to the emergency room, and about 50% of those get admitted at least overnight. So nearly 80% who die from drowning are guess what sex? Um, you know, does it really matter? I mean, is it male? Is it, what would, we, what would be male, really? Wonder why. Because we're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts at such a young age, apparently. Yes. we drink and, and, and swim and drive, and I don't know what else we do. And, you know, got on boats out in the middle of the, of the Gulf of Mexico, and we yeah. don't know how to swim, and we don't have a life jacket. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not right. We like to go out sailing in a hurricane, exactly. We have yeah. fun. We have fun. So, at any rate, so children ages 1 to 4 have the highest drowning rate. And uh, one in four-year-olds who died from unintentional injury, uh, one-third died from drowning. So uh, this is the number one leading cause of trauma deaths in kids under four years of age. And it's the second leading cause of death after congenital and uh, inherited, you know, problems, birth defects, and that sort of thing. So this is, uh, you know, this is a big thing for the little kids. It's a parental problem. It's a parental problem. And... Guess what? There's a big sign out there at the pool that says, you know, no kids under 16 or 14 or 12 or whatever it is are allowed in the hot tub. Um, Let's see. What's wrong with this? (laughs) So what's the main contributing factors? Well, they can't swim. Yeah. (laughs) 
there's no barriers. You have to have a fence around your pool. And this is a big deal. And I, that's the first thing I did when Zeke was born. I, I went out there and got my my uh, concrete drill and drilled into the uh, patio deck and separated the pool from the other part of the patio and put up a barrier. And the other thing is lack of close supervision, as you said. So you're supposed to watch your kids, people. Mm-hmm. And location, of course. Failure to wear life jackets. Um, and I think the, uh, the other thing is Failure to teach kids how to swim. Now, in Florida, a lot of us are proactive, and we have these drowning classes. So Zeke was swimming at about the same time he was walking. We got him into swim, into swimming classes the minute he could stand up. Well, like two years old, he already had him swimming? He was swimming. Wow. And, and, it was, and, and you can do this. My mother did that with us, too. She'd just throw us in the pool and stand <laughs> there. And, and if we didn't come up, she'd give us a little push, and finally she'd She'd get us to paddle over to the side, which is basically what you do, and then she'd show us how to do the hand over hand to get to the steps. And so I remember my little sisters when they were two and three years old, and they're swimming in the shallow end and going down, and people are screaming, those kids are drowning. My mother's, hey, they're all right. Leave them alone. <laughs> and come up, get a breath there, and go back down. Today, that's on the Internet, and it goes viral, and you're labeled oh, you're for life. Close. Oh, yeah, you're, uh, you, you know, you're an abusive parent. That's right. And so uh, the test of this is Zeke was about, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three, I can't remember. And he was running around the pool, and there was a little step up uh, on part of the pool, so you'd you'd go up a little bit higher towards the deep end. And he uh, actually was coming down the steps, and he tripped, and he fell into the pool, scraped his chest. He went down about three feet, and I was going to jump in, and I said, eh, let's see if the little SOB can get Sure enough, he swam up to the top. I said, come on. He paddled over to the side, crying the whole time. Never took in a one sip of water. And uh, I pulled him out and took him in, and he was our little hero that he had saved himself from drowning. So it works. It works. Natural instinct is to save yourself, I guess. Well, that, and if you if you have some basic training, I mean, kids can learn. I mean, a year or two, they can learn how to how to uh, swim and paddle. They don't, They're not, well... I don't know if most of them are not idiots, but certainly your children and my children aren't. I wouldn't even go that far. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, the big question, though, the big, I, I want to know, did she turn the temperature back up on the uh, hot tub? No, not yet. Oh, okay, but, well, present her with all this. And... Yeah, well, we're going to just wait because the election's at the end of the month, and oh, okay. we're, we're hoping that we get a whole new board. Uh, you know, we've been in a dogfight, and... The, uh, you know, Baxter has been sending out emails and he says, and I'm still an ass and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, so, is Doc uh, running? Is Doc going to be on the board? Are you a candidate Doc here? Running. I was recruited by uh, the Gang of Five. I guess they're a throwback to the old Gang of Five that uh, Mao and his, <laughs> you remember the Gang of Five? Yeah, and I Ty? do. Yeah. <laughs> We're the gang. Of, and we also have started Mr. Rogers' Gulfport neighborhood. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I like so we have our own Facebook page. <laughs> All right. These are quite a, quite little dramas in these. Oh, unbelievable. HOAs and things like that. Yeah. and screaming and cussing. And, oh, the guy that called me a redneck, I saw him at a party last night, or no, the night before last. And he said, do you remember me? I said, no. He said, you know, I drive the black Cadillac. I live two doors down from me. I said, oh, you're the guy that called me a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, pretty much. And I said, you know, at first I was really upset. And then and then I thought to myself, 
that it's a badge of courage. It's a red badge of courage. I am a redneck. So you know what I was doing yesterday, Ken? I'm you know, drilling a hole somewhere. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, I'm working on out in the you know the parking lot. You know the the concrete stops that are in the parking lot. That yeah. You, so you don't run into the building and <laughs> go over the sidewalk. So I'm hauling those things around and and putting them down. They weigh a lot. They weigh a lot. I had to use a hand truck because I certainly can't lift one up. They weigh two or three hundred pounds. And so I I went out to Harbor Freight and I bought um, um, a hundred dollar hammer drill. And I'm drilling through the block or through the stops into the uh, into the asphalt and dri- drilling down so I can drive my uh, my rebar in. You know, you have to put a piece of steel down in there on two sides to keep it from moving. You've seen those. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so, geez, I'm down there and, a, and I'm, I have to get down on my knees and, and take the sledgehammer and drive it in the rest of the way. And so I thought... I'm going to get in trouble for this, too. Don't tell my wife. So I thought, well, I'll try using the hammer portion of this drill, and it wasn't heavy enough. So I went back up to Harbor Freight, Ken, and I spent $700 on a bigger hammer drill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she opens up the, the American Express account on Monday, I can hear those feet coming down the hall. <laughs> but how much would it have cost you to have somebody do that for you? <clears throat> well, um, It would have been I, a lot more than that, but I'll bet. I, I don't know, uh, Bill, my my maintenance guy. He probably could have gotten it done in a couple of days, and he charges me I don't know twenty five bucks an hour. <laughs> okay, well, so he probably could have done it, but um, but the amazing thing is, is this this big hammer drill. Mm-hmm. I got you know it's like a jackhammer. It just it was like butter, and it, no vibration, nothing. It's got an anti vibration mechanism on it, and some springs in the handle, and. Boy, it just, you know, because I was down there sweating. I'd have to stop between every every second one. I had to stop and lay down and, you know, I thought I was going to die <laughs> sweating. And but uh, Well, then it was a good purchase, Doc, yeah. It was a good purchase, you know, and, and, and I can use it in the future. Sounds cool if I need a, something driven in the hall. If you need your house destroyed, let me know. I can, <laughs> can jackhammer it right down for you. <laughs> So at any rate, I'm I'm a little bit afraid of the wife, but I'm, I'm guess I'm okay till tomorrow because she probably won't look at the at the receipts. <laughs> oh, by the way, so I'm out at the pool, you know, looking at the situation with the hot tub, and there's two little six year olds, a little boy and girl, and you know they're just in their underwear swimming, and and you know how kids are at that age, curious about anatomy, and they're looking at each other, and and she says, "Come here," and she pulls her little panties out and says, see that? And he said, yeah. He says, that's going to control your thoughts for the rest of your life. And he said, that doesn't look like a boat to me. <laughs> a fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, I see that. You got that? Okay. I got that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two things I learned. When kids are still curious, and number two, he's a Floridian. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so at any rate, that was uh you know something that that caught my attention i thought you'd like to hear about that and then i i uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the vaccine we, you and i talked about it before the show listen don't take the press uh to seriously don't listen to them they don't know what the heck's going on we're talking about the johnson and johnson thing yeah the johnson and johnson thing you know what what there have been a handful of, of women with blood clots they already went through this in europe and they looked at it and said 
the statistics show that it's less than in the general population. We went over this two weeks ago, Ken. You remember? I talked about that. Yeah, and I've now read over the week that there are other drugs that do exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, come on. Give you a blood clot if you use it possibly. I mean, and a few people have said, oh, it made my rheumatoid arthritis flare up or something like that, which I guess is possible. We'll just increase your medication for a week or two. You'll be fine. Get over it. I can't believe the number of people that won't get the vaccine. <clears throat> I don't understand it, Ken. Um, it's scary. It is a little bit. I, I don't know what caused it, and I don't know why all of a sudden people are being so macho about it. Mm. it I, 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 I was begging for it, you know, so I, I'm just not in that mindset, I guess. I know. And, you know, I, I was very uh, insistent from the beginning about mask and social distancing and get the vaccine when it comes out. And I'm even more so, but I'm, I'm getting worn out. Uh, I, I, my patients come in and some of them say, no, I don't think I want to get it. Why not? Well, it's experimental. What do you mean it's experimental? Tens of millions of people around the world have gotten it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, well, what if your arm drops off in a year? I said, well, you grow another one. What are you talking about? <laughs> We'll sew it back on. That's right. Sew it back on. What the heck? We got good surgeons. I don't get it either, Doc, but they're there. And I guess there are other treatments coming out. I was reading uh, over the week that uh, there are other treatments that, you know, will prevent some of the symptoms from being so bad coming yep. down the pike. They're, they're going through some trials right now. So yep. for the people who don't want to take it, they're, you know, death is not a foregone conclusion. Well, but it's going to be an expense to society because they'll be hospitalized and they'll True. have to have expensive medications. And, and this is uh, this is another aspect of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are going to be people who who think they can't afford it or they won't have access to it, which, of course, is not true. Everybody can come in the ER and get taken care of. And then that'll cause a big upheaval in the social justice world and, uh, you know, the, the fair and equitable distribution of health care and all this. And even the AMA has been on this bandwagon for years. And I will th- think about 15 percent of American doctors belong to the American Medical Association. We've all had it with their left wing lunacy. Uh, come on, give me a break. There's ample af- access and opportunity. There's ample resources. You can get health care if you want it. Ken, you can get it if you want it. It's cut, there, yes. Cut the nonsense. Cut the nonsense. And the shot is free, so just go get the shot. Shot's free, and the monoclonal antibody is free if you if you got the, the virus, but you don't need to be in the hospital, but you're a little bit sick. You know, you can get it, and uh, so it's it it's not that hard to, to get this taken care of. Uh, I don't know why people are being so silly about this, but what are you going to do? Uh, it became a political football, and it's <clears> tough, yes, it tough did. to fight that. It's tough to fight that. And and the idiot uh, Fauci comes out and says we're temporarily halting Johnson and Johnson, and then a, a week later he says, "Oh, it should be back online soon." I mean, they already knew the answer. That, what are the, is this? Just grandstanding or what? I mean, TV time, a, Doc. It's TV time. I, you know, this guy's eighty years old. He's had a great career. Shut up. Get out of the way. You know, some people what? like to be on TV a lot. He likes it. He's, yes, he uh, does. He's all over it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know. TV is ruining our lives. I did, it certainly ruined mine. It made me a violent person watching Lone Ranger and, uh, you know, Daniel Boone. Yeah. Gunsmoke. All those guys were always shooting somebody. I know. I mean, it makes me want to go out and quick draw on somebody. 
I don't think you're allowed to do that, are you? I don't think so. <laughs> not, not in the streets. Maybe somewhere else, but not in the streets. Not not in the not street. at high noon. Yeah, there was no standoff at high noon for you, Doc. So at any rate, uh, you know, we talked about heat injuries a few weeks ago. And uh, by the way, I had a patient come in for an independent medical uh, exam. Uh, he uh, is an older guy. I think he's almost 80. He's still working as a crossing guard, or he was. And he has high blood pressure and diabetes and heart disease. He's had bypass surgery and stents, and he had a bypass of his artery in his leg. And, uh, you know, so he's got all the risk factors for having all kinds of problems. And so he's still out there working. And in the heat of the day, uh, one, one, of his, uh, one of his duty rosters he was on, and uh, he started sweating, and his pulse rate went up, and he got faint, and he fell down, and he hit his jaw. He fractured several bones in his face. He ended up having to have an open uh, surgical reduction of his jaw and uh, was in the hospital for a couple of weeks, had a workup, had heart irregularities, all kinds of problems. any rate, so they sent the, the attorney for him because they're suing the city because the city's saying, it's not our fault you passed out. And, uh, I mean, I don't know why the city would let a guy <laughs> in his mid-70s work out in the hot sun, but, hey, what do I know? I'm, yeah. just, a, I'm just a boy here. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, so he's suing. I don't know what he's suing for. It can't be for a whole lot because, you know, his his earning years are pretty much behind him. So the damages can't be too great. At any rate, so he's suing. And uh, I was asked to review and see if I could give the most likely cause of his passing out. And all the other doctors are saying, oh, you know, it's probably his heart. It's probably a rhythm disturbance. He has classic heat-related exhaustion, heat injury. And uh, so I, uh, you know, I'm I'm dictating this up and I'm bringing all the material from the CDC in and all that. And it, it just all fits perfectly. Uh, so this is a real thing. And remember, folks, that heat injuries are more common in extremes of age, little kids and older, old farts, if I can say. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Well, we just did, so. <laughs> Barb's not listening. She's still in <laughs> church. <laughs> so we're safe. At any rate, so, and people with chronic medical problems, especially if you're on medication for depression or psychiatric problems or high blood pressure medicine, if you have high thyroid or thyroid problems, uh, not if you're well-controlled, uh, diabetes, all these things are risk factors. So, you know, this is, this is something we need to really take seriously, but I don't think it's going to happen in the hot tub, although we do tell older people, stay out of the hot tub and pregnant women and kids because they'll drown in there. So don't let your kids go in the hot tub. And if you do, make sure you're sitting right there. Please watch your children when there's water around. Please. I beg you. So many, so many kids have fallen into pools and needlessly drowned just because parents weren't, or nobody was paying attention at the party. You know what I mean? Yes. So sad. Well, you know, also boys are hyperactive and we're a little bit more rambunctious and you know, I've known of kids. I known I have known of cases where a, a, a toddler that the parents didn't think could open the door got out, got to the pool, and you know, a few of them drowned. But I, that happens. So don't underestimate us boys. We'll figure it out. Even I told you what Zeke did when he was in the in the intensive care unit as a newborn. He was there for ten days. He had some lung problems. 
He pulled out every IV. He pulled out his nasogastric feeding tube. He pulled everything out. We were starting an IV on him. I was holding his, his shoulders, and uh, another nurse was on his feet, and the third nurse had his arm down, his left arm, hand, and was putting the IV in his hand. No sooner she got that in, his right hand was free, Ken. He reached over and snatched that thing right out. I have never seen such a purposeful thing in a baby three, four days old. It was unbelievable. That's incredible. So, it's incredible. And don't underestimate the neonates so they and the toddlers. They can figure things out. So that door may not be as secure as you think it is. Yeah. No. No, and make sure if you have a latch, it's up high enough that they can't, they can't get to it. You'll put it. six chairs on top of each other and climb up there. They will find a way. Well, I taught Zeke how to get in and out of his crib because I was afraid his mother would leave him in there all day. <laughs> <laughs> I taught him how to get into the pantry and tear open junk food and so he'd survive. Survival, when I was okay. I didn't know if she was going to be sober or drunk when I got home. <laughs> the wife doesn't listen to this show, does she? Uh, no. No, absolutely not. Okay. So we don't allow that. <laughs> she says I talk too fast. No, I anyway. think you're fine. I think your pace is beautiful. Well, of course, that's because we're simpatico. We are, yes. We are, yes. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, Biden has announced that he's pulling out of uh, Afghanistan September 11th. Uh, gee, do you think this gives an, an opening to the Taliban? <laughs> Well, no, they're just going to say, you know, they, they sent out a memo, an email saying, lay low and uh, go on vacation until September 11th, and then the 12th, we'll pick it up. They're going to take back over that country. Absolutely. And they say, well, we're not going to uh, stop the education and the women's rights. And, of course, out in the in the hinterlands where they already have control, that's not true. They have the morality police going around patrolling the streets and They've uh, threatened and attacked journalists, and in some places watching television is banned. Oh, yeah, it's evil. And uh, mobile phones are banned or restricted, making it hard for people to communicate, of course. Work, study, whatever. And so uh, it's going to be a return to the 17th, 16th, 15th, 14th, uh, 7th century. I don't know. And But Biden's so proud of himself. What a great thing he's done. Meanwhile, the Chinese are saying, hey, we're here and uh, let's build a road through through here. Let's build. Hey, let's build a superhighway. Let's build some railroads. So they're hooking up with uh, all the stands, Afghanistan, Turzikistan, Kazakhstan. And they're they're planning on um, and going right through Iran. What they want to do is, is basically recreate the old uh, Silk Route, Silk Road which went from Xi'an in northwest China all the way to uh, basically the Middle East. It went up to the Black Sea. It ended at the Black Sea. Did you know that? I did not know that. Isn't Russia going to be a little upset if they start going through these stands? And those are used to be Russian and Soviet what? republics. No, they're going to share the rails with the Russians. Ah, okay. They're, they're making friends. The Chinese want to love everybody in that region, so um, they're, they're going to do it, too. And they've already got a road working its way down through south, through Pakistan, south down to the uh, to the uh, Gulf uh, and the Indian Ocean so that they have uh, another access uh, and helping out there. And so we're going to see a lot of activity in this area over the over the next several uh, years. And, of course, the United States will be hunkered down. We'll be worrying about, oh, Maxine Waters. Did you see what she's doing up in uh, Minneapolis? 
You know, I try not to play, pay much attention to Maxine. What she's doing? What's she doing there? Well, she was up there yesterday, and she's there today. She's going to stay until uh, Chauvin is either convicted or acquitted. Uh-huh. And then if he's acquitted, we're taken to the streets. So she's basically inciting a riot. And uh, she had a few thousand people with her last night out there on the streets. And we're going to get in their face and we're going to. Because this is a great social injustice, injustice that two thugs, one with a badge and one without, met. And, uh, you know, I. Believe me, I think Chauvin should not have been on the force, and I think there should be some disciplinary action. But I've looked at the tapes, and uh, I, I've had a hard time getting a hold of the uh, of the autopsy report because I guess they kept it under wraps for the trial. But we should be able to get that afterwards. I think but there were several autopsy reports, one by the family, one by the state, so I'm not sure. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the state, uh, the, the uh, forensic uh, pathologist that works for the state, that's basically his ultimate job is to, is to rule right. he's off. Right, he's the authority, yes. Right. He's the authority, and then, of course, you can have someone else come in and, and redo it, but uh, there's, I mean, there's not a whole lot to do. Basically, you look over the data that the uh, forensic pathologist has collected, and you uh, look at the data that the police have given to the forensic pathologist because he has to have all that. You look at the pictures, you look at the videos, and then you arrive at a different opinion. You say, well, I think he was choked to death. Well, if you look at the video, there's no choking. You know, there's when you see the arm around him in the patrol car, it's not choking him. It's not on his airway. It's not even tight enough to occlude his arteries going to his brain. Uh, and then if you look at the, the part where Chauvin has his knee on his neck uh, and he's yelling, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Well, you know, <laughs> Ken, if you're choking, if you're being choked, guess what? You cannot do. You cannot speak. You cannot speak. You cannot yell. <laughs> you know? That's very and, true. Yes. And that doesn't mean that what Chauvin did was right. It just means that you got two separate uh, situations going on here. One You've got a you've got a thug who's resisting arrest, and number two, you've got a thug who's a cop who shouldn't be a cop and should be disciplined. And I hope he does do some time, you know, for something, uh, involuntary manslaughter or, uh, you know, uh, overuse of force or whatever it is. But I'm guessing that under the laws in Minnesota, it's going to be hard to convict him. And if he is convicted, it'll be overturned on appeal. And then you know what he's going to do? He's going to sue the jurisdiction. Chauvin's going to retire a wealthy man. Uh, you're absolutely right, Doc. That's probably the way it will play out. He's going to retire a wealthy man. And, and go so, on the speaking circuit and make $25,000 a night. No, I think I would just take my money and lay low. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go fishing. <laughs> I'd get then, an agent and start peddling some speeches. <laughs> well, I don't know. You might get shot and killed. Although, well, what, yeah. it was the cop that testified in, in the Floyd case uh, in the 90s. He ended up making a little bit of a career out of it on the on Fox News and some other venues. Yeah, I'm sure. Kidding. Get yourself an agent. Yeah. Yeah. So. How about getting yourself some coffee, Doc? I think it's about that time. It is? I think so, sir. My God. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD.
With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The shootings continue. Authorities in Wisconsin say three people are dead, two injured. Following a shooting early today at a tavern, Kenosha County Sheriff David Veth says the suspect is still at large but does not believe the public is in danger because the shooter targeted specific victims. He's asking anybody with information to let them know. A shooting at a Nebraska mall yesterday left one person dead and another wounded as terrified shoppers ran for cover. Authorities believe the shooting at West Roads Mall in Omaha was an isolated incident and not a random attack. That One man fatally shot another woman, suffered a leg wound. Members of Indianapolis's tight-knit Sikh community are calling for gun reform as they mourn the deaths of four Sikhs who are amongst the eight people fatally shot at a FedEx warehouse by a 19-year-old last week. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser doxy.me forward slash bay area med a cell phone works well and is all you really need for computers you need a web camera and speakers we'll give you this address when you call for your appointment we accept most insurances and travel insurances canadians and visitors please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit co-pays and deductibles apply self-pay rates are available just ask we accept credit cards paypal and stripe 727-384-6411 Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi. 727-577-2220. 727-577-2220. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline. So I've been taking garlic, and it works. I take garlic every day to help maintain healthy cholesterol. No garlic breath. And garlic is a world leader in garlic potency, so you know it works. Take charge of your cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. It happens once a year, and it's coming. International Diamond Center Spectacular Storewide Spring Sale. Next weekend, April 23rd through 25th. Up to 20% off. All rings, all bands, all bracelets, all fashion jewelry. Plus up to three years, zero interest financing. IDC's expanding their amazing selection for this event. Flying in all new collections from the world's top designers. You save 20% off IDC's already unbeatable prices on virtually every Don't miss this. April 23rd through 25th only. And only at International Diamond Center. In Tampa, Clearwater, and Lakeland. Approved credit. 
The future is scary. Machines are taking more and more jobs. Self-checkout, cars are driving themselves. What happened to people? Luckily, there are machines that depend on good old-fashioned human hands. At National Aviation Academy, you can learn to work on and maintain aircraft in as little as 14 months. Call 800-659-2080 or visit wingmenwanted.com. The future is scary, but machines won't be prying this career away from you. Visit wingmenwanted.com. For more information about our statistics, visit naa.edu slash success. AM 860, The Answer. Online at theanswertampa.com. Radio.com. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Some sunshine today, then turning cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm with a high of 82. Cloudy tonight with a few more showers and a thunderstorm and a low 71. Cloudy tomorrow with more showers and a heavy thunderstorm and a high 77. Plan with confidence this spring. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. Are you with me, Ken? I'm I'm always with you, Doc. I'm always with you, Doc. There you are. No, I I accidentally hit a button and turned you off there for a second. Actually, I turned me off, not you. Okay, so I'm on. All right. We're so all on. <laughs> buttonology. Ken flunked that, that class, man. I failed button pushing 101 back in college. Yeah, it was pretty yes, sad. Yes, yes. So at any rate, we were talking about the uh, the, the Chinese building their, their new Silk Road through the western part of Asia all the way over to the Middle East and uh, – and so now the uh, ship that that uh, what was it? the uh, ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal? You remember oh, that? Oh, the uh, the big uh, freighter. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, it stuck there for about a week yeah. or so. So now some of the uh, Arab traders in the area are saying, well, it was actually a uh, uh, an Israeli plot because they they want Haifa to be the main port. <laughs> <laughs> so they're hoping that they're hoping that the, the this is the theory that the Israelis are hoping that the Suez Canal will become obsolete. And that everybody will have to load and unload at Hi-Fi, and then use the the, the Chinese <laughs> okay. trains to take every. It's it's really interesting. It's complex. I love it. You know, you you can't make this stuff up, Ken. You cannot make it up. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. I don't think the uh, Chinese uh, interstate is going to replace the Suez Canal though anytime soon. Well, you know what? Yeah. If it does, it's the Jews' fault. We did it. We, it it's a Jew. It's an Israeli Jewish plot, and we're no good, low down, dirty, rotten sons of mothers. So we have to be careful. <laughs> so at any rate, um, now, meanwhile, in Pakistan, did you know that a lot of the big cities in Pakistan have been closed down because there's uh, a rage uh, among the the conservative uh, Muslims, the TLP group activists, took to the streets after. Uh, police arrested the radical Islamic group's chief, uh, Saad Hussein Rizvi. And so they were all upset about that. And they're upset because the uh, French, you know, the you remember the, what was that, uh, the, the, the comic book company that depicted Mohammed in some ill way. You're not supposed to have a picture of Mohammed or look at Mohammed or say Mohammed or whatever. Right. Their, their offices were eventually attacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were attacked, and I think a couple people were killed. Yeah. And so these guys, the TLP in Pakistan, they're demanding, and I think they actually got the government to remove or have removed the French ambassador and send them back to, to France or wherever they came from and with recall their ambassadors from France. 
over a picture of Mohammed. So at any rate, they're they're taken to the streets. They're blocking the major cities like Karachi. Can you believe that? Fourteen people have been killed. I hadn't heard much about this. The mainstream not. Yeah, this is focusing from the on that at all. Yeah, you're not going to hear any of this from. They don't want any any negative uh, press about uh, Islamic fundamentalism right now. The left wing loonies, and Fox is too busy thumping the border and worrying about wringing their hands over what's going to happen when Derek Chauvin is acquitted, which he will be. And so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that we are not aware of, and that's why Dr. Bill's here to help bring this to you. Now, I don't know how many kids drowned in Pakistan, but I bet it's a lot less per capita. <laughs> but I'll bet the HOAs are just as ridiculous in Pakistan as they are here. Absolutely. Even more so. <laughs> Even more so. Oh, my gosh. You know, if you are a Christian in Pakistan, you're, you're, you better watch yourself, especially as you go further north into the hills. I mean, you can end up uh, with a death sentence if they think you said something that was uh, outside of Sharia and outside of the... Uh, the uh, accepted way. I mean, you can't say Muhammad. You can't look at Muhammad. I didn't even know Muhammad had a picture, but apparently somebody was making up pictures of him. And and the the idea behind it was, which of course most people don't understand, is that Muhammad didn't. He he reacted to Christianity because the Romans, uh, as they uh, Christianized the the empire, they held on to statues. You know, it was a big part of the Roman Roman uh, culture. The the whole thing of statues had been in, from Greece forward. And, you know, the Egyptians had statues, the Greeks, the Romans, everybody had statues. I guess the, the Arabs were too poor, they couldn't afford statues. So at any rate, um, <clears throat> the statues were there, you know, like Jesus and Mary and the saints, and they were there just to be a uh, um, um, a stimuli to help you meditate and pray and do whatever you do when you go to church. And uh, so Muhammad said this is idolatry and that uh, that Abraham and Moses, they said, you, you're not supposed to worship idols. You're, there's only one God, and that God is God, and his only prophet or his, his prophet is Muhammad. So he said, I don't want any pictures of me. I don't want any, any, you know, I don't want people to use my name as uh, a religious icon. And uh, and so there's a prohibition uh, in Islam of having a statue or a picture of Muhammad. And so when you go into a mosque, there's there are no pictures. You know, it's it's uh, they're ornately tiled or whatever, but there are no pictures. So the the, the more expensive uh, congregations can afford to dress out the inside of the mosque uh, with uh, all kinds of, of uh, tile ornamentals, but no pictures, no, no saints, nothing. Now, the, the Shias do have saints. They, they have a little bit of the Christian influence, the, the Iranian Muslims, and that's part of the rub with uh, the Sunnis and the Shias. So at any rate, you've got the French interest in Pakistan that are being attacked, and French companies are being advised to leave, and French nationals are being told to get out of the country because they're in danger in Pakistan because somebody in Paris uh, had a depiction of Mohammed in a, in a humorous way, and uh, that didn't sit well with the fundamentalist. And, but they don't understand why Mohammed did not want them to have pictures of him. They did not want him 
did not want them to have pictures of him because they didn't want to encourage idolatry as they saw it. But now it's turned into, uh, you know, disrespecting the religion. I'm I'm not sure how you... It's turned into another reason to kill, Doc. That's what it's turned into. It's another reason to kill, basically. It's another reason for a bunch of uh, 18 to 30-year-old males to go out and march around and throw rocks and, and shoot people and I don't know whatever they do. Dang, I want to get in on that. I'm I'm going to fly up to Minneapolis Monday if if Chauvin gets off and put on my my do rag and and grab a stick and go out in the crowd. What do you think, Doc? I would advise <laughs> against that, but you know you're you're a pretty strong guy. You can take care of yourself. I could bring my jackhammer with me. It- and, and that's right. No vibration. <laughs> no vibration. We could, you know, if we were really, if we want to loot, baby, I can get you in there in a hurry. <laughs> we, we can take that block wall down in no time. Yeah. Did Mohammed talk about, uh, you know, going into Target stores and things like that? He did. He said, <laughs> raid Target. Thou, thou shalt loot. <laughs> thou shalt loot. Thou shalt. And, and I think Jesus said, don't loot. And somebody else said, shut up, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hang on the cross anyway, so just let us take over here. <laughs> and then the Jewish side of the family decided they wanted to rebel from Rome, and that was a bad idea. Let me tell you. And so then the diaspora came along, and Jews got cast out all over the edges of the empire. They'd already been traveling anyway, but oh my gosh, what a mess, huh? Mm. So it's it's a mishmash. It's a mishmash. It's fascinating to see all of this, but... If you think that uh, this Islamic fundamentalism is going away, you ain't thinking. You ain't thinking. No, there are how many? How many billion Muslims in the world? There are a couple billion, I think. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not going anywhere. No, oh, it's not going anywhere. And, and then we've got uh, Xinjiang province out in uh, northwestern China, where they're locking up the Uyghurs. Well, that's right where they're going to put the uh, the interstate highway and the railroad uh, lines through to connect Russia and the Kazakhstan, all the stands, and Iran and uh, uh, Afghanistan, and take it all the way over to, I guess, to Hi-Fi to Israel. Because, I mean, the Israelis are pretty good at business, so it might as well let them get in on it too, right? If somebody's I mean, going to be making money, let's get in on it right now. Money. And meanwhile, Sleepy Joe is over here wringing his hands about, I don't know, Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Did you see, I forget if it was a woman who started Black Lives Matter or Antifa. She's under attack from the New York Coast because she's hired a private security company. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she says, well, this is America and this is capitalism. And if I have four homes worth $2.5 million, I have a right to, which she does. She has a right to, uh, to protect them. But, uh, you know, then to say, well, you people and your police and all that. So now we're going to go back to the private police uh, securities. Remember when the Pinkerton were taking care of Abraham Lincoln? They were the they were the Secret Service back then. Sure. He hired them. They were private contractors. Did he ask for his money back in the end? Did the family ask for the money he, back? I hope they did. I, mind. I think I think it was like 1995 or something like that. He <laughs> got one of those monthly uh, deals. <laughs> And uh, so here we go back to the Pinkertons. Uh, we we got to get a security company to protect Dr. Bill and Ken and the radio station. Do you know any good security guys? Anybody out there? Um, I back in my back in my days in Chicago, I knew a couple. They weren't really security, but they could get the job done. 
Oh, you mean they were like they uh, were? You know, hey there, how you doing, Ken? We haven't seen you for a while, buddy. How you doing, man? Yeah, the, you know? they got the, <laughs> so they, they got the Roman nose and the. Yeah. <laughs> you find them at a pasta joint. No kidding. Right? My dad used to hang out with people who lived in houses and homes in Chicago that had literally had the, the, the slot in the garage for the machine guns. I believe it. From the 20s when they built those things. So The guy I bought my office building from, his name was Stuart. And, of course, that's the the Scottish side of the family. But his mother's side, they were Italians, and he was connected. And uh, he uh, he actually shot a guy <laughs> really? in, in a road rage and got away with it. <laughs> he shot him in the hand. He didn't kill him. The kids who lived across the street from us, I we were pretty good friends with them, and they would take us into their house. They had a... Uh, a uh, tunnel that led to the garage. So that the bad guys could escape the uh, the Chicago cops coming after him, if you know what I mean there. Well, absolutely, you got to. I mean, yeah. you, you never know when they're going to come or when a rival gang's going to come. And uh, it's it's still there, but... Uh, so that's the kind of security I would recommend. That's, that's the best because, you know, uh, you can be sleeping with the fishes if you don't behave. That's right, they're very loyal until they're not. <laughs> yeah, you can call Luca Brazzi. That's right. He'll come and take care of things. It's going to cost you. a lot of money, Doc. So, and you know what? Um, I've kind of let a little rumor out to the homeowners association that I'm connected. That oh, I've there got you some- go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll take. Well, don't worry about that, Doc. We'll take care of that little problem you got there with the with the hot tub. So, yep. And so uh, she won't she, bother you she, no more. I know, and, and the poor Uyghurs. But here's the thing: I'm asking is. Now, if the Chinese start making inroads into the Muslim world, and they got the Uyghurs locked up up there in, in Northwest China, what what's going to happen? I, I, mean, I think World War Three. I think will break out, or World War Z or X or something. We'll it's, just stand back on that one and see what happens. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, now, meanwhile, Thomas Sowell, you know who he is, S O W E L L. He's a black. Uh, uh, Economist, thinker, uh, and I think he's at the Hoover Institute out in, in at Stanford. He's been out there for years. This guy's got to be like ninety years old. He's still writing books, and he uh, he uh, actually went to Stuyvesant High School, which is in uh, downtown Manhattan. It's it's down in the financial district. I've been there, and uh, my good friend Al went there, and it's for the brightest of the bright in New York City. And so you have to qualify to get in there. Uh, when my friend Al was there, it was mostly Jewish. Now it's mostly uh, um, Oriental kids. You know, it switches with the times as as different uh, groups come into the country and 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 start their their careers as Americans. So he went to Stuyvesant, a, a prestigious academic high school. Um, he was honorably discharged from the army. He went to Howard University, which was historically black. He graduated from Columbia University and uh, magna cum laude, and then I think he ended up at Harvard and uh, graduated with honors there. And he's a free market economic theorist. And he originally, like a lot of kids, you know, he started off as a Marxist, and then when he got out in the world and had to work, he said, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> so he uh, surprise. He was, Nice looking guy too in his youth. I'm sure he looks like a prune now, but as we all do as we get into our 80s and 90s, and so he's written I don't know a couple dozen books, and uh, he's got all these sayings. He is is a fascinating guy. 
And let me give you a couple of his sayings as we get close to the end of the show. This is Thomas Sowell. No society ever thrived because it had a large and growing class of parasites living off those who produced. And listen, this is another one of the things. The next time some academics tell you how important diversity is, ask how many conservatives there are in the sociology department. (laughs) 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 And he says, too much of education is, uh, of, of what is called education, is little more than an expensive isolation from reality, which is pretty true. It's kind of I like right that. On. I like that one a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's right on the mark. I think he grew up in Harlem, served in the Marine Corps, was in the uh, Korean War, magna cum laude from Harvard, masters from Columbia. Uh, went over to the University of Chicago to follow his his idol, his economics professor, uh, who actually ended up winning a Nobel Prize, and he ended up at the Hoover Institute out at Stanford University, which is a pretty big deal. You know, that's all of that, that is a pretty big deal. Yes, it is. So the welfare state, he says, is the oldest con game in the world. First, you take people's money away quickly, quietly, and then you give some of it back to them flamboyantly. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions and putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. I like that. Yes, yes. I should read some of this material. Yeah, it's, it's really good. One of the consequences of such notions as entitlements is that people who have contributed nothing to society feel that society owes them something, apparently just for being nice enough to grace us with their presence. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's a, he's a sharp guy. What, what, what's his name again? And what? Thomas Sowell. Th- Thomas S-O-W-E-L-L. Sowell, okay. E-L-L, S-O-W-E-L-L. And uh, many colleges and universities won't let him speak because, you know, he's a a conservative. He says, I never understood why it is greed to want to keep the money you've earned, but not greed to want to take somebody else's money. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's when you're you're keeping your money, you're Scrooge. When you're taking it, you're Robin Hood. So it's. Yeah, and this is great. He says this, much of of the social history of the Western world over the past three decades has been a history of replacing, actually over the past several hundred years, replacing uh, what worked with what someone thought sounded good. (laughs) (laughs) So he's he's an interesting guy, and he he thinks that uh, racism in America is way overplayed. And of course... You know, it's like my mother. I told you about her. She, I said, Mom, what did you think of the women's movement? She said, well, I never understood it, Billy. Of course, she told my sisters a different story because, you know, they have to lie to each other. Women lie to each other. <laughs> they lie to men. But she was honest with me, believe it or not. And she said, I wanted to go to medical school. I went to medical school. Nothing stopped me. Uh, I worked. Uh, and she went and got her associate degree from Kent State in Ohio. She taught English for a few years, saved her money. Went back, finished her, her bachelor's degree, got into the University of Louisville, uh, got a partial scholarship, I'm sure, and uh, put her way through medical school. I said, how'd they treat you? How'd the, how'd the men treat you? She said, Billy, they treated me like a queen. I mean, you know, all this nonsense of women weren't welcome, that's baloney. You know what? Women she probably got a lot of attention being the only woman in the class, you know. Well, there was one other woman, so I think they tried to kill each other. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the little jealousy. Uh, they had to sit on separate sides of the lecture hall. 
And they weren't on the same rotations together. Forty guys and two women in the same class, and they're still having problems. Ah. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? So yeah. at any rate, uh, I think that if we don't get some reason injected back into the equation here, we're going to be in, in deep, deep doo-doo. Now, I think we're sinking into it, but we've we've made it through messes before. I mean, we made it through the Civil War. We made it through the riots of the 60s. We made it through the Los Angeles riots in the 90s. Although there are businesses that never came back, and, and it took – it took decades. It took a couple of decades for that part of Los Angeles, from what I hear, to recover. And I don't think it's still fully recovered. I don't think it's still fully recovered, Ken. So no, there's uh, still. I'm sure there's still storefronts that have been covered, uh, boarded up since then. That are still out there. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the businesses in, in L.A. in the '90s that were destroyed were were Koreans. I'm like, get out, <laughs> run! <laughs> you know, we're not coming sell. back here. Yeah. Come back, you know. Come to come to St. Pete. We need some Korean restaurants here. Get some yeah. kimchi, absolutely. Need some kimchi. We need some bop. We need some brugalvi and kalvi and all the other good food that I love to eat. And uh, my wife would be happier to give her somewhere to go at lunchtime. Two minutes, and we've got. Uh, are you going to play my closing today, Ken? Oh, absolutely, sir. Yes. All right. I'm 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 looking forward to hearing that. Let all the people on Facebook hear it, too. Yeah, and, you know, I want to thank everybody on Facebook and YouTube for joining us today. It's it's really a delight to have you guys with me. And, you know, Dr. Bill's your friend. He's here to help you. And get the vaccine. And don't forget we have telemedicine, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We'll go over that at the end, too, on our new closure. And I wanted to say we, we, we got the, the uh, antifungal nail gel. I've been handing it out to my neighbors. It works. They love it. We could use a few more people in the study. You get a Dr. Bill mug. You get all the gel you want for the rest of your life. Kill the fungus on your toenails. Give us a call, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. What else you got for me, Ken? Are we doing good here, bud? Uh, we got about a minute left if you want to chat a little oh, bit. a minute left. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so uh, Xinjiang is the province in, in, Korea, in uh, China, northwest China, where they've got the Uyghurs locked up. The Uyghurs are an ethnic subgroup in China that is uh, Muslim. They are Muslims. And so... They have problems with uh, terrorism in China, just like we do with Islamic fundamentalists. So if they misbehave, they just ship them out there. And basically, the the uh, kind of moderate Muslims are left to run around on their own, but they can't leave the province. And, and those who are really bad and have done really egregious things, then they're in these concentration camps. And so we're grabbing that and trying to make that our centerpiece for their new Cold War with China. You know, the, the atrocities that are being committed against the Uyghurs. I don't, Ken, I don't think this is going to work. I, I don't think that that's going to get any traction here in the United States. I may, I may be wrong. At any rate, I love you guys. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being with us. Ken, you have a great weekend. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and I am out of here. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Thank you for listening.
to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Can Care Clinic. 